Hi guys, uh, the episode that you're just about to listen to is generously sponsored by our affiliates, Board Game Crate. Board Game Crate uh, provide a monthly subscription service where they get fresh new games delivered straight to your door. Just head over to www.boardgamecrate.co.uk and furthermore, if you use our discount code UnluckyFrogIsAwesome, all lowercase, all one word, you'll get a cheeky little discount. It's easy to remember because it's true. Hello and uh, welcome to the Unlucky Frog Gaming Podcast. You are joined by your two usual hosts here, Josh Hartley and Ben. Why are you smiling at me, Ben? Well, it's it's just it's funny because you're saying usual hosts, but like given recent events, we're actually the unusual hosts. Aye, it's been a you, while you, since you, you have you you have you have been with child. Well, I, I've my wife has been with child, and I now have a child. Yeah, yeah. That I I I hear that that changes not, things. Not that I'm being pedantic. I just want it to be clear what the roles were within that arrangement. Fair, fair. I, I don't want, don't want to take credit for something I didn't do. You know. That's yeah, fair enough. I'm sure Charlotte will appreciate yeah. that. Um, yes. Well, returning hosts. We'll yeah, go with that. We'll go with that. Yeah. Okay, returning hosts, yeah. Josh Hartley and Ben Porter. We are joined this week by uh, Dan Jolin. Hello, Dan. How are you hey. doing? I'm I'm doing very well, thank you very much. Thanks for having me on. Good, yeah, no, glad to have you. Glad to have you. Uh, Dan has uh, is a, apart from just being a seasoned journalist, anyway, and uh, contributing to uh, tabletop gaming uh, publications. Uh, you are coming out with a new magazine, uh, Senate. It is uh, live on Kickstarter right now, so we're going to have a, a good chat about that. What the ambitions are for uh, Senate, and uh, you know, hopefully, uh, you know, see uh, see see what it's all about. Get some insights. Exactly. Uh, Before that, have we got any news to cover off? Um, Apparently, there's quite a big convention happening right now in Germany. What? Yeah, mind blown. Yeah. Of course, of course, Essenspiel yep. is uh, is happening. Well, we're recording this on Thursday night, so this is like the yeah just the beginning of it. Uh, no doubt, when this goes out, everything will have uh, been spoiled. Your Facebook feeds will be full of people taking photographs of all the games they've purchased, mm. making make it, make, making me yeah. jealous, making you feel horrible about having to work. Yeah, yeah. I know. That kind I know. Of thing. Um, but Dan, you you haven't been able to make it out this year, but uh, the second half behind uh, Senate uh, is out there now. Is that right? That's right. Yeah, our co-founder, my co-founder, I should say, James. Uh, he's yeah, he's over there. He's there for Saturday and Sunday, I believe. So I don't think he's quite gone over there yet. But uh, but he 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 will be there. Um, and uh, yeah, well, it's actually going to be his first essence. So um, oh wow, yeah. Um, I feel I almost I'm, I'm kind of jealous in a sense, not only because he's there and I'm not, but because um, I've, I have been before and I just remember going for the first time and that kind of like amazing moment where you first walk into the the, the main hall and you're just like, whoa! <laughs> I uh, I really like we we've never been. No. Uh, uh, the biggest we've uh, been to is the UK Games Expo, which is an experience in its own right. But yeah. I'm, I'm told Essen is just that times 10 yeah i mean actually to be honest i kind of like this is probably i probably shouldn't say this i kind of almost prefer uk games expo because it's just a little bit more chilled (laughs) yeah it's a little bit less like jostly and a little bit kind of like or you know it's almost like s and there's like lanes of people like moving you've got to get into a lane of people to move in a certain direction but um one thing one thing i loved was just sort of going to the other halls, you know, and, and then mm-hmm. sort of walking around the more sort of indie indie booths, you know, with people that with their little prototypes and stuff like that, and, and sort of like exploring that side of, of, of Essen Spiel, which which I really like doing. Yeah, uh, the thing that I'd heard about Essen that is it's a little bit more of a trade show, whereas conventions like UK Games Expo and Gen Con are a bit more general interest. 
Yeah, and you get the opportunity. Well, I mean, I'm sure there's going to be plenty. Of I mean, not not to demean done. the Essen, of course, yeah. <laughs> but it's just that it's 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 more of an emphasis on product and industry. Yeah. So um, obviously, a, a later episode will dissect all the the big announcements that come out throughout the. Any games you're looking forward to, Essen? I'm... <sighs> Can I can I do my usual cop out answer of uh, saying the one I wasn't expecting? <laughs> I nearly sw- <laughs> I, I, I nearly swore there. That, that's how disgusted Dan, I was with Dan, with Dan's that reaction. Was perfect. Yeah. <laughs> I was, yeah. I was gonna I was gonna ask which, which one's that then? <laughs> yeah. Okay. I'm, I'm gonna ask I'm gonna ask if Charlotte can stretch out that silence after that answer a bit more. In well, post. just for maybe put some crickets in the yeah. background. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, like I, I, it's this is probably going to be a boring answer because it's um, it's an expansion rather than an actual brand new game. Yeah. Uh, I do really want to get hold of the Wingspan expansion. Yeah, yeah. That, I, that does look really good. And you know the 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 thing about Wingspan is that it's it's perfect for expansion because you can just go to different continents and yeah. add more birds in that way. New mechanics. I'm just going to make me. I'm going to make up uh, a load of brand new birds. Yeah. Just yeah, and uh, that's that's my expansion. Trash kestrels and stuff like that. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I, I don't know. I'm, I'm, I'm going. I I usually wait and see. I usually have in my head at this time of year, like what games have been coming out over the over the past like ten months that I'm thinking I I really want to get because uh, yeah I'm, I'm thinking for Christmas. Basically, yeah. <laughs> um, I'm putting on my my Christmas wish list. So I've already I've already got in my head like the games I want to try and pick up. Yeah. But um, you never know. The, 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 a lot of the big companies do make reveals at S. How about yourself? Um, for for me, the two that I'm quite intrigued in that I know are, are launching at S. And the the first one is Sanctum. Oh yeah! Oh, of course, yes. Yeah, which is basically Diablo for the tabletop. We, I, don't, we, I don't know if Czech Games Edition really want us. Uh, yeah, associate. We, we all we all know what it is. Like I see you, Sanctum. Yeah. I see what you're doing there. Um, <laughs> and we 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 got to play that at Expo, and uh, it was good fun. Yeah. It was it, uh, yeah, uh, Diablo for tabletop is is to be fair a nice succinct uh, way of describing at it. At the same time, though, I don't feel like that quite does the game justice because I think what's really clever about Sanctum is that they've they've managed to take the the fun and the the thrill of that little uh, loot, uh, loot cycle mm-hmm. that you get in games like that and implement it in a tabletop experience and I think that's where the genius is it's not so much in killing monsters because I think that's what people think when you say it's Diablo for the tabletop that it's going to be like like zombie side, but in a dungeon or something like that. Right. It's not. So no, I' looking forward to uh, getting my hands yeah. on that as well. And the the other yeah. one that I'm looking forward to, um, just because I, I love anything Roman, is Roman Wright from the Plastic Soldier Company. Yeah. Awful name, but, <laughs> but it, it it does look really good. Yeah. Sucker for the the sort of ancient love, Roman. Love you a good Roman. I do. Yeah. I, I must confess, I do. <laughs> but it's because it, I was thinking about this uh, when I was when I was at work today. What is it with the roll and write genre, where people feel compelled to have reference to the genre within the title of the game? I honestly don't know. It's I know weird, what you though, mean. Like, wait, well, I love a good pun. Yeah, I, yeah, I know. So, but then, yeah, why doesn't that translate to you don't do all it with other deck builders? Type? Do you? Mm? You don't do it with deck builders. They've always got like their own name, whatever it is they're doing. Yeah, de- deck sounds too close to dick, and then that's yeah, that's, that's just gonna let's not that, go down that, that opens, rabbit hole. Like the floodgates. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, swiftly moving on. Yeah, uh, Dan, Dan. What, what are you looking <laughs> forward to, Essen? Um, I really like the look of um, Obscurio, which which uh, I, I really like uh, Mysterium, and it's kind of a, a, a new spin on Mysterium. Same kind of same kind of thing, um, except it's kind of uh, it, it seems it's got it's got a secret role element folded in as well. Mm, um, all right, yeah, yeah. It's it's sort of set 
like in a in a in a wizard's library and you're lost in wizard's library and trying to get out and everything and it's so it's like one player kind of doing showing the pictures and everything and the other player is trying to interpret them but I, uh, as as i understand it having not played it and and just sort of like you know looking over the surface that there's there's a kind of uh yeah, as I say, a hidden role element. There might be a traitor in their midst, or you know that kind of a thing. So um, I like the look of that, just because Mysterium such a such a lovely game, such a visual. So same, same, same creators, I take it. Well, it's it is it's Libelud, if I'm saying that correctly. Mm -hmm. okay. So it's the same company, but it's um, uh, Letelier is the designer of this. So it's it's a different designer, um, okay. but it's it's kind of. It seems to be deliberately sort of pitched at the same crowd, if you see what I mean. A sort um, of spiritual successor to yeah, Mysterium. Yeah, it feels more yeah. like that. But to be honest, this is I, I'm enticed to, to get my hands on it to find out actually how much that is true or how much that is just me thinking that it's true from what I've seen. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Oh, but, that's um, fair enough. Yeah, but I, I like the look of that. Uh, tapestry, of course. Um, yeah, mm -hmm. which is a lot of buzz about be, that. Yeah, I mean, not that I'm a massive sort of Civ game kind of a person. I, I'm I prefer the micro to the macro. You know, I kind of mm -hmm. like, like, for example, I prefer you know sort of you know dungeon crawl games or, or or skirmish games to full on war games. You know, I kind of I yeah. I, I like the, you know the the smaller scale if you like. But it's it's Jamie Stegmeier, and and thus far he can do no wrong in my book. Yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like Just, the cl closest the industry has to a rock star at the moment. I think. Isn't yeah, it? yeah, yeah. <laughs> Except he's he's a rock star that hasn't ever had a difficult second album. Um, <laughs> yeah. So. I've I've now got I, I like I I'm picturing now dressed as Slash just showing up at Essen with people screaming at him. Yeah. Like, yeah. I'm sure that's how it goes down. Although to be sure, fair, Eric, Eric M. Lang's a bit of a rock star, isn't he? Actually, I think he literally plays the electric guitar. So uh, you know, I think he might have something to I say about not, that. I did not know that. Yeah. There we are. Yeah. There we are. And on that note, yeah. <laughs> uh, so obviously um, we'll we'll bring you more news about Essen uh, as and when it comes out. Yeah. Uh, we'll no doubt have an entire episode dissecting what's. Uh, What's happened and sure. sharing our yeah. our ill-informed opinions. <laughs> <laughs> Speak for yourself. Um, so the the other little news item we had to cover off is uh, Modifius have just announced that they're going to be doing a, a licensed uh, pen and paper role playing game uh, set in the Homeworld universe. So mm -hmm. it's, it's called Homeworld. Um, a fairly well-timed announcement, I think, because apparently Gearbox are going to be doing a new uh, Homeworld video game that they're planning to release uh, in 2022. Mm -hmm. So fairly soon, as far as development for video games go. Um, I, I've, I've seen quite a few people are quite excited at this announcement, the, but it, honestly, it's... Um, Kind of gone over my well, head. Well, Homeworld, uh, Homeworld does have like a, a cult following. Yeah, uh, it was. I'm so, someone's going to correct me on this, right? Uh, but as far as I can remember, it was one of the f the first like real time strategy games that was set in space, and it was actual 3D. Mm -hmm. I mean, it, like the 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 game came out 20 years ago, or the first one anyway, mm -hmm. uh, and it's. It's a really cool universe. Uh, well, what, what I had read was that not only is it like quite a very highly thought of game in terms of the, the real-time strategy genre, mm -hmm. what I had read is that apparently it also features a very good story. Yeah. Um, but it's, it's that problem of that story is locked away within like a fairly high difficulty threshold. Yeah. Modifius have been turning their hand to a lot. Like, like I was saying before we started recording, I think they've got a sweatshop of impoverished writers yeah. somewhere, uh, slaving away at all these it's different like IPs. Paper stained with sweat and tears. I think we'll reach... Uh, mind, mind about ten years ago, uh, Broadway just started turning every single IP into a musical. We had like, ridiculous we're... ones like Lord of the Rings and yeah. Spider-Man. <laughs> That's, we, that's where we're at with role playing. Are games, we reaching isn't it? that point? I, I don't know if we're there yet, but are we reaching that? I think we're getting there. I, I, what, what do you reckon, Dan? 
Well, yeah, I, I, you know, it doesn't bother me so much, though. I mean, it's kind of, isn't that the joy of, like, the role-playing games? It's, you know, it's the theatre of the mind. It's, it's, you know, the freedom of the imagination. So there's room for everything, right? The only thing I have, you know, the, the thing I have is, is, is I love RPGs, uh, but in terms of, like, board games are quick, aren't they? You know, when, when you're kind of, um, when you're not exactly time-rich... Um, and you sort of sit down with people and it's just like you can get a board game out, explain the rules, do it quickly. But obviously RPGs require a lot of planning, you know, a lot of reading, a lot of prep, a lot of kind of everyone's everyone's got to kind of get it and make the Do you know what I mean? So it's just kind of like I, I don't have enough time in my life. I love that they exist, but I just don't have enough time in my life for much more, to be honest, than, than D&D and Pathfinder, you know, with maybe a little little tiny bit of traveler every now and again <laughs> kind of... i think it was um we had, we had sen fung on the show uh i think it was earlier this year mm-hmm. and i I, th- I thought this was quite a, an eloquent description of like uh your war games your role-playing games and all that and uh you know because we were talking about them uh he, he just described them with the catch-all term of lifestyle games because mm. that, that's what they are—they consume you. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look, but all joking aside, that they're, they're, you know, like Dan's saying as well, there's a lot more of an investment in there mm-hmm. than there is in like a a board game. Yeah. So particularly with RPGs, I mean, particularly if you're going to be the one running the thing as yeah. well. Like, I, I, I shudder to think of how much time Tom spends on creating fun for me to have. Well, that's that's why all the big. Role-playing games have teams dedicated just to writing adventure modules. Yeah, is is so that people don't necessarily have to do that if they don't want to. Mm-hmm. But even if it's um, a pre, even if it's a pre-written one, I mean, you still got to kind of you don't want to be that sort of you know DM or GM you know who who has to keep going and checking and checking. Do you know what I mean? You know, where you get that thing where yeah. it's just like, yeah. oh, hang on, yeah. I'm just going to read this. You know, so like when I was running. Uh, out of the abyss, I think it was last year or something. It was just like before each session, I'd almost like be like revising for a test, you know, and kind of like <laughs> che- checking my spreadsheet with all the instant information on it so I didn't have to leaf through pages. And it's kind of like, you know, <laughs> then you sit down, it's like, well, I remember everything. So even mm-hmm. then, um, but I mean, you know, it's, it's lovely. I love it. I'm making it sound stressful. It's not. The, the first role playing game that I feel that. I'm confident enough to approach as a, a GM as the upcoming Age of Sigmar role-playing game. Mm-hmm. And it is purely because I think I have read just about every scrap of lore. Yeah, it's not so much a that. rules thing, it's the, yeah. the background and the, yeah. the universe so, so I feel itself. I feel like the only thing that I'm going to have to um, consult in the middle of the game is going to be the rules rather than all this lore stuff. Yeah. Which I think that that's probably the thing that freaks a lot of people out with some of these games. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Are you looking forward to getting like really left of field questions from me about the universe? Well, I'll, I'll just ignore you. <laughs> You're no fun. Yeah. As like if they're sensible, then that's fine. But if oh. it's if it's if it's purely like setting a pitfall for me, then... you're not going to fall for that. No. Damn. No. I know. I knows you, boy. Yeah. I know you, um, but yeah. In, in, in terms of uh, scope of tori- storytelling and things like that, um, Modiphius have described Homeworld as a sort of space opera. Yeah, game, I think. So. I, I think uh, if we were going to be really lazy about it, um, Star Trek adjacent. Mm. Think that. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Do you know so. What? Uh, Speaking of space operas, you know what I'd like, you know, RPG-wise, I'd like to see, like, one based on Ian M. Banks' culture. Unless unless someone's done it and I never noticed. <laughs> I think there's one for everything. I think one yeah. of my favourite things from uh, UK Games Expo last year, and I really wish that I, I managed to have a go at it, was Jason Statham's Lovely Holiday. <laughs> <laughs> but, but like, like you said earlier, Dan, like the, that's the beauty with role-playing games and theatre of the mind. It, if you can imagine it, you can do it. Yeah. And, and there's, there are some extremely diligent people out there who just write this stuff for fun and yeah. put it up on the internet as exactly. well. So that, I mean, the innumerable uh, role-playing supplements out there, dare to say. Mm. It'll be, uh, yeah, it'll be, it'll be like Rule 34, but not disgusting. Like more wholesome. Yeah. <laughs> one, one that you can talk to children about. Yeah. 
Moving on. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so obviously, Dan, uh, we mentioned earlier, uh, you are in the process of founding a new gaming publication, Senate, yes. uh, which is up on Kickstarter right now. Uh, we, we we've obviously checked it out ourselves. Oh, thanks. Uh, it looks really polished. Um, yeah. I thought it was. Oh, well, I want to ask you first before uh, before I make my observation. Yeah. What? what were there other publications, or what? What? What did you draw inspiration from, from the look and feel uh, that you were going for for this magazine? Well, actually, we kind of it's we weren't really drawing inspiration particularly from anything within the games world. We were looking at like other mm-hmm. magazines and the kind of magazines that, that that James and I love, and so we were looking at magazines like Little White Lies, which is uh, mm-hmm. a, a movie magazine, independent movie magazine, and. Um, it's very kind of crisp and illustration led and kind of not not so dependent on the materials you get given by the you know the, the, the companies whose products you're you know covering basically yeah <laughs> you know more kind of more of a innovative artistic kind of an approach um mm. but then also i mean i'm a big fan of edge magazine which which uh, i sure don't have to explain what that is um again <laughs> i'm so glad you mentioned edge because that was the one i was thinking of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i'm glad i'm glad i'm really glad but uh, you know it's kind of wanting to do something that exists in that area of magazine publishing so you know it's you know it's not it's not big commercial newsstand stuff. We're not making things that are precision engineered to catch the eye in a news agent and get your casual passing customer to pick it up and go, oh, I'll get this, you know, my nephew might like mm-hmm. it or something. You know, that's not what we're trying to do. We're, we're doing, we want to do something that's very targeted to passionate enthusiasts, but which also just is a lovely product you can hold in your hands and go, oh, wow, this looks really great. And to me, that goes hand in hand with loving board games. So I'll bring it on to board mm-hmm. games. Because like right from the start when I, when I, you know, in my, you know, during this board game renaissance, when I think it was Carcassonne, starting with Carcassonne very possibly, of this new wave of these games. And the first thing that struck me was like, these look really lovely. I mean, most of them do. Um, you know, these, these look yes. great. These, these are beautiful things. You know, there, there are ones that don't that I still like, but a lot of the time it's like these components feel great. The design is fantastic. You know, this is not... And, and then even beyond that, beneath the look of them, then it's like, oh, the way they actually... The mechanics or the mechanisms click together and the way it works, that's really interesting. This isn't just roll some dice and move your pawn and the thing happens there's like loads going on here that relies on lots of you know different approaches so anyway uh rambling now but um i just thought that board gaming without wanting to sound too arrogant deserved a magazine like that which you know as i say isn't to do down any other magazines which exist at the moment uh, for example you know tabletop gaming magazine is is a great magazine and i write for it so uh, um uh, you know it's 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 not it's like but that's performing a, a more shall we say commercial function which is great you want that but yeah we so james and i wanted to do something which was a little more shall we say i mean i mean if you wanted to if you want to be cynical you could be like arty farty about it but no just something which is a bit more uh shall we say specifically passionate does that make sense mm-hmm. uh, yeah approach yeah. it from a more intellectual perspective even yeah but without being we would only be like up ourselves um it's more like um it's more like pulling apart why we love games if you see yeah. what i mean so it's yeah. less about hey everyone there's a new game there's a new game coming out we're all excited about it and and here's what it is you know which again that's yeah. totally valid but I think, well, okay, you've already got Tabletop doing that. You've got other magazines, you know, doing that, Casual Games Insight, for example. What I wanted to do was go, well, actually, maybe there's another way we can approach this, editorially speaking. Um, you know, what, why do people love, dif- you know, what do people love about games? Well, we love different themes, you know, so why do we love this theme or that theme? We like different mechanisms, you know, you might love roll and write, you might prefer worker placement or something like that. So there's kind of... There's that kind of approach to it. And I thought, well, maybe we could dig into that a little bit and, and sort of approach 
gaming more conceptually from from that angle whilst also keeping it relevant to what's new out and what's coming up and and you know what what are the greatest examples of these things so i'm kind of conceived it as like you're, you're bookending it with what you would want with with a preview section at the front and a review section mm -hmm. at the back because mm -hmm. you know it's that's bread and butter stuff people want that but in between i just wanted to do something that really kind of digs in and my, my cheesy phrase for it is which gets under the lid of board gaming ah <laughs> yeah ah, i see what you've done there yeah, yeah. did you get that <laughs> i did I could, yeah should I, should, I, should I say it again like, in a sort of like, Do it. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes yes, something, yes. Which, something which gets shall we say under the lid of board gaming i'm so happy right now uh, I, I, I feel a little bit sick <laughs> But no, you, you make a and you make a really good point in that because uh, one of the things uh, like that's happening with printed media, people are buying less of it at the yeah. moment. So uh, the aesthetic of it and the the tangibility of it, the same reason why people are starting to pick up board games as well as video games. You know, mm. there's something nice about the tactile, the physical of it so yeah. make the most of it and yeah that's that's what struck me when we were looking at the kickstarter page this this looks great <laughs> i think the thing that that we had uh, said and uh, you have our full permission to use this phrase if you like was <laughs> that it it's approaching board games from an intellectual perspective without sounding like an arsehole <laughs> yeah <laughs> I mean, I've always, I've always, I've always struggled to do anything without sounding like an, um, like a, an a hole, um, and, I'm not, <laughs> and I'm not sure I've entirely succeeded in my life. But yeah, no, that, yeah, that is that that is pretty much it. But I mean, I have to, mm -hmm. I have to really give props to uh, James, um, the creative director, James Hunter. He, yeah. um, I mean, the origin, the origin story of this uh, is he came to me actually. He was the one. Mm -hmm who said, I, I want to create a board gaming magazine. Uh, and he had read my stuff and actually it turned out there was some, we had some mutual friends and he's kind of approached me out of the blue earlier this year and said, do you want to, do you want to do this with me? And at first I was like, do I, do I want to do that? I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of, I'm, all, I'm already writing about board games and in mm. a very, in a very rare and lucky position to, be paid to you know play board games effectively. Mm, yeah, um, you know, you know, not enough to live on, but it still is. Is you know, you're not. I'm not doing it for free. And I thought, do I want to? Do? And I kind of. That's when I, I sort of I met with him, and I and he showed me some very early designs, which are, which are you know actually very close to the the kind of the banner on our project page. Except it wasn't called Senate Magazine at the start, um, um, and. And I looked at this and I looked at what he'd done and I just thought it just it did. It sparked something in me. And I just thought, oh, actually, this could work. You know, we're not as we're not trying to do sort of like a big newsstand thing. I mean, you know, hey, one day it might grow to become something like that, which would be amazing. You know, fantastic. Mm -hmm. But it's kind of, you know, we're taking it one step at a time. So we just want to really start off being and I have to be careful because I don't want to sort of like do ourselves down. But, you know, it is it's going to be quite niche it's going to be quite specialist to start at least to start with um you know or we want to kind of get a nice committed core of readers and then you know mm. hopefully word of mouth will happen and it will grow organically as it needs to and, and we'll see where we are we see where we get to mm. obviously the first thing that needs to happen is we need to hit our target on kickstarter so <laughs> it's kind of, yeah. yeah um so so we, we've talked a little bit about um I mean, I think the phrase you used there was it, it it's going to be quite niche because you're targeting quite passionate gamers. There's there's a bit more of an artistic emphasis on the magazine. Hmm. Um, very specifically, who is Senate for? Very specifically, who is? Hmm, that's a good question. Um, it's well, I'm. Uh, it's for. It's for a guy called Steve. No, um, it's <laughs> a guy called Steve. And he lives in Norwich. Um, he's re he's really nice. No, yeah, um, shout out to Steve. Steve. <laughs> yeah. Hey Steve, how are you doing? Keep 
keep buying us um keep keep, keep pledging no um well <laughs> yes it's i i actually did think about this like who are we for and and the thing is i always i always worry about going too much into this because i you know i don't want to alienate anyone do you know what i mean when i start mm, saying yeah, yeah. Course, well yeah. it's gonna be so for example if i say in my head and honestly i thought this is like someone who has at least 30 games in their collection right okay and then, and then the next thing is someone will go well actually oh, oh, i've only got 20 do you think i'm not i don't like games as much as you so it, it's that I, I kind of <laughs> i kind of don't really yeah. want to go too far like in, with that kind of specific thing but i think I think to me, it's it's someone who does have a regular game night, whether that's just slightly informal with their friends or an, in an organised, you know, place. They, um, it's people who do back games on Kickstarter, um, or at least have you know tried it out at least once. Mm -hmm. To me, it's, mm -hmm. I think it's, it's it's for people who, if they haven't been to an expo, um, then. That they like the idea of it, you know. What I mean? They kind of like yeah, they yeah. would be open yeah. to doing so. Um, someone who wouldn't be bothered by sitting down and playing a game with a stranger, for example, because the most important thing is you want to play the game. But it's a social thing; it's a great way to meet people. So it's 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 that that kind of gamer, I think. Um, but you know, I've talked to people about Senate who like aren't that committed as gamers, and they love the idea of it as well. They're like. Oh wow, board games, you know, and then I, and a lot of the time I, I, they, I will actually kind of do the whole thing. Oh yeah, there's far more to it than Monopoly and Cluedo, you know, and that kind of thing. Mm -hmm. And like, <laughs> within within five minutes, they're, they're they're really into it, and they're like, oh, I'll have to check, you know, I'll have to check Senate out. So I think actually it might be, I mean, you know, fingers crossed, something that would be accessible to people who aren't so into games. Actually, the way that it's designed and the way that it looks might help bring more people in so, so for example like, i love high fantasy rpgs right i, I love that mm -hmm. kind of I, yeah. I love that genre i grew up with it i grew up on dnd and lord of the rings and all that and but not everyone is into you know orcs and dwarves killing each other and that kind of thing so if you've kind of got a publication where the, the, the front cover is plastered with pictures of dwarves sinking axes into orcs heads now I would look at that and go, oh, I don't know what's happening in here? Let's have a look. But actually, a lot of people might be a bit like, mm, that's not really for me, you know, that, that yeah. kind of a thing. Whereas the way we're presenting games in Senate, it actually, like, we're treating them like almost like art pieces in a way, is something, you know, kind of, um, you know, like, look at this lovely spread. I think to a lot of people, that will be a lot more attractive and they'll be like, Oh, actually, this this looks really good. I want to play this game about collecting birds, for example, or you yeah. know, uh, making tea, or uh, you know, <laughs> um, guessing words. Well, it's funny because the way that some of the the pictures are arranged and the the samples that have been given, that it, maybe this is just my weird brain. It put me in mind a little bit of like a food magazine. Yeah. All right. Yeah. Yeah, I can kind of see so that. In a food uh, magazine, you don't you don't show. Well, I mean, maybe you do occasionally. It's not like pictures of people having a meal, and it's not like an artistic representation of a chicken. Aye, it's the the chicken is the showcase, and then you'll get like weird like shots down like on table level of the chicken. You're I really, like, I, food, really want food a, porn, I, I really want yeah. a chicken now. Yeah, yeah. but well, no, I. But I, I yeah, I did. I did at one point have the phrase in my head, uh, "board game porn," and my my wife told me never use that, never say that. So there you go. I've just said it, but, but no. certainly never Google yeah. it. Yeah, no, exactly. <laughs> it's actually a, it's a really dumb. But it, it, to be honest, I was just thinking, not you know. But anyway, let's not go down that particular road. But, <laughs> but, but I was just, just thinking, yes, something which just you know, uh, it, it's we want to be you know lavish about it you want to kind of like relish to use another food metaphor you know the mm. the artistry of games um so yeah i mean yeah yeah i think i think the the food magazine analogies is, is is pretty sound but obviously we want to make sure that there's um plenty of chewy um and uh nutritious uh editorial material <laughs> in there as well so yeah. obviously that's 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 my responsibility rather than james's is making sure that that the writing is is you know absolutely top 
notch, um, which is why I kind of I, I I want to make sure our contributors are really smart, really know their games. But also, actually, it's also important to me that uh, I want ideally I want us to have as diverse a readership as possible. So um, mm -hmm. I want there to be diversity amongst our contributors. Uh, I want it to be as even a male female split of writers as as uh, as I can manage. Um, and you know, I would like to think that, like I say, that, that, that maybe something that's got you know, I keep saying orcs killing dwarves, but it could be anything. It could be you know, it could be someone in a spacesuit shooting a laser through someone. Yeah, else. exactly. I, I, I want to make sure that you know that the, a female readership might would think actually I feel comfortable reading that. You know, that looks that looks like something which reflects the side of the game experience that I like. Um, mm -hmm. If that doesn't sound too awful and patronising, but <laughs> <laughs> not at all. Yeah. No. Um, so uh, obviously, all the, uh, you'll have uh, the articles lined up for issue one. So, so what can can you tease with what we can expect to be reading about? Ah, well, you see, I do. I've got a very clear idea of what's in issue one, but and this is actually quite an important point. I right at the very start, this is one of the first conversations. Well, the first things I said in my early conversations with James is. I want this magazine to pay all its contributors, right? So, so okay. because you, good writing has a value, right? And you must you must yeah. pay for that value. Um, so I don't expect anyone to do anything for free. So there's no freebies. There's no kind of you know calling in favors to make it happen, which is why our target price on Kickstarter is is actually accurately reflects that. We could have gone lower and tried to fudge that. But I, you know, mm -hmm. I want our writers to be invested and committed and enthusiastic and they should be paid for what they do. So what I've been careful to do is not actually get anyone to start writing anything until I'm 100% sure that they can be paid through the monies mm -hmm. we're raising on Kickstarter. Um, yeah. So, So there is a chance that there may be some changes to the plan that I've got because once again, it's, it's a creative, collaborative process. It may be one mm -hmm. of my writers goes, ah, oh, well, actually, you want me to do this, but I think I've got this take on it, which means it could be like this. And then I'll be, you know, then I'll be like, ah, well, that's good. Well, you could do it that way. That said, uh, I have already interviewed uh, Elizabeth Hargrave for our kind of star interview slot. Mm -hmm. Um mm -hmm which I call Hall of Game, but I don't think we'll call it that actually on the page. Um, <laughs> just a bit too a bit too cheesy. But uh, but yeah, it's it's kind of taking... My idea was like, you know, you read um, most magazines have a kind of a big Q&A interview with, with, you know, uh, a kind of a, an expert in their field or, or you know, someone who's yeah, really excels at what they do. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's a film magazine, it'll be Martin Scorsese, you know, that kind of a thing. Yeah. yeah. So I yeah. kind of thought I, I want to do that. Like in each issue of Senate, we would have a really proper career focused in depth Q and a with somebody. And what with, uh, you know, wingspans impact this year, uh, even though it's Elizabeth's first ever game. Um, and I'd spoken to her before about, uh, you know, uh, for a, for a piece I wrote for uh, The Observer about uh, STEM-based games. And I just realised she was really articulate and really interesting, and I just thought I, I wanted to be her. So um, she agreed. <laughs> she agreed, and she talked to me. So I've actually already done that interview, um, which is primarily hooked on Tussie Massey, funnily enough, which is her new game which is completely different to wingspan um <laughs> this is the victorian plants game, that's right it? yeah it's an 18 card yeah. game i mean you know it's like it fits inside a, tiny, a tiny wallet you know <laughs> stark contrast to yeah. wingspan yeah it's there's a bit of a nature thing going on there right yeah yeah absolutely uh, yeah. yeah yeah she's it's again it's a natural theme and also these kind of rather delightfully arcane things that she finds that she that, that she finds inspiration in um, here mm -hmm. is this idea of a secret language of flowers that the Victorians had. So what they would do was they would, um, spoiler alert, what they would do was they would give <laughs> bouquets of flowers to each other and certain flowers which have certain meanings, you know, like... Oh, you know, yeah, of course. You know, I am, I'm, I am, only, I am ashamed, you know, that kind of a thing. Yeah, the only one I know is that you're supposed to give lilies for funerals. Right, oh, and yeah. roses at Valentine's. 
yeah, obviously. Yeah, exactly. That kind of a thing, but that even, even thing. more specific. It's almost like they were actually like dictionaries they published. Oh, wow. Which right. was like, okay, if you're given this flower, it means this very specific thing. So the bouquets would be arranged in such a way that it would spell out a message. But the message would be in the flowers. And she found this out. I didn't know about this before she told me about it. She found this out wow. and uh, based a game on it. Um, and so to me, there's a great story there about where a game designer can find inspiration and they can find inspiration in places, you know, other than I like Star Wars, you know, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that kind of a thing. Um, and, and so, yeah, we talked about that and we obviously talked about Wingspan. We talked about, uh, you know, her, her Kenner, Kenner Spiel win uh, and the impact it's had on her life. So all that's in there. Um, so that interview will be in the first issue. Um, mm-hmm. We are also, so I was saying earlier about different approaches. I want to do a piece about Vikings. <laughs> Who there's, doesn't? Yeah, exactly. Just It's just like, it's just Viking games are everywhere, right? It's just like there's yeah. all different ones coming out all the time. You know, I've, I've got quite a few myself. I've got Blood Rage, which of course is the image on our uh, dummy cover. Um, mm-hmm. I've got, a, you know, a Feast for Odin, uh, even like a really cool little card game that came out, I think it was last year, that seemed to go under the radar called End- Endless Paths. Um, which Viking games are everywhere, yeah. quite like actual Vikings were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so I just thought I'd, I'd like one of our writers to investigate that a bit. You know, what mm-hmm. is it about? What exactly is it about the theme? You know, okay, is ex- inherent excitement to it, but there must be there must be something about the way sort of Vikings have anchored the way, you know, in our culture, the, you know, in Europe's culture and obviously in America as well, that the, we want to keep making games about them. Why do they lend themselves to great games? You know, because, I mean, I, yeah. I bloody love Blood Rage. It's so good. Uh, Feast for Odin is magnificent. I mean, hard to convince people to play it because it scares them away once you start putting it on the table. But it's a magnificent game. So, um, you know, something which sort of digs into that theme and then, of course, takes a look at which games do it best, you know, which are the most interesting ones that do it. So that kind of thing. So I'd like to do something on Vikings. Um, and and we want to have something in each issue which is about the kind of the player experience as well, sort of more yeah. about almost kind of the community side about it, but community is a very loaded word that I think, I think might give the wrong impression. But it's more about... Um, so, for example, uh, you know, and this is this is just kind of off 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 the top of my head. Is like you know, someone could make the case that you know, cooperative games uh, make you better at life. You know, kind of they, they right. They, okay. they, it's like get games on a more interpersonal level. Is it yes. that, that kind of idea? Yeah, exactly, exactly. But you can someone you know, it's, and this would be again a, a writer would take it up, would take the theme, and I would say to them, you know. Do what you like with it. Where does this Where does this concept take you? So I could say, for example, this month, cheating. Okay? Write me a piece about cheating. Why? What is the point of cheating? Why do people cheat? How do you deal with someone that cheats? You know, is it is it just fun that someone would do something like that? Is it the worst thing anyone could possibly do? So it could be something like that, for example. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, it could be um, uh, introducing someone new to a gaming group, someone who's, you know, not played anything before. What are the, what's the best way to ease them in? How, you know, yeah. uh, or it could be, yeah. Teaching Don't get rules, them to play know. Arkham Horror. Yeah. <laughs> which, <That's>, which edition? <laughs> how from, from personal experience, don't get them to play Arkham Horror. Which edition was it? I, yeah, think, it, I think it was the second edition. Yeah. 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 It was the first uh, ever game. Yeah, it was, Oof. it was our, our, our friend's girlfriend. It's the first time she ever came along. So we decided it would be a great, idea to have an eight-player game of Arkham Horror. Several <laughs> hours later, <laughs> she, yeah. poor Amy was losing the will to live. Yeah. She, oh. she came back and it definitely was not because of that. Yeah. <laughs> oh, my God. But, well, there you go. There you go. So, so yeah, but again, with that with, so with that specific thing is I, I, I've got an idea of what I would like to be in the first issue, but I'm going to be open-minded and maybe have a, have a, have a discussion with, uh, with the writer in question. So... Uh, and then, and then we will also be having. Uh, I'm quite pleased about this. Uh, uh, Tristan Hall, who is uh, a game designer, he designed Gloom of Killforth and yep. Yep. 
1066. 1066. Yeah. Uh, Tears for Many Mothers and right. uh, Life Form as well. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So, so we, Trist- we like Tristan. <laughs> yeah. Great, great. Yeah. No, I like Tristan too, you know, full disclosure. Uh, I know him. And, and, and uh, I like his games, though. I do like his games, which is handy. Um, but um, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, so he's, he's, I asked him a kind of, I just thought, oh, wouldn't it be cool if we actually just got a designer to, to chat about, you know, or to write about what they, what they do, give some insights. And I yeah. thought, I think, you know, based on uh, talking to him and, and what I've, you know, what I've read of his, I think he'd do that quite well. So um, I've asked him each issue to, you know, just, just do a piece, quite a small piece, tackling like a different aspect of being a game designer each issue. Um, mm-hmm. You know, hopefully he will, he will do that in a engaging and witty way. There you go. Excellent, excellent. Nice. So, uh, for our listeners uh, who want to go and back the project, where do they need to go? Well, it's very easy. Um, uh, <laughs> we've, uh, if you've just literally uh, bash senatemagazine.com into your browser, mm-hmm. it'll take you straight to our project page because we're clever like that. Um, and, uh, and, and there it is. Uh, so, you know, have a read of the, uh, the, the project description, which took me ages to write um i fussed over that for i think about two months um and uh, or watch our video which which again was a was a <laughs> a big project for us um yeah uh, shout out to uh david hughes and sam ibrahim who who put that together for us they did a fantastic job um so yeah have have a look see what you think um i think you'll like it if you don't it doesn't matter doesn't matter just just walk away it's fine that's totally cool but if you do <laughs> if you do if you like the look of it then then please you know uh, chuck in a pledge pitch in it would be fantastic to to have you as as, as part of our uh, founding family <laughs> yeah uh, it's uh, it's not often that uh, an opportunity to get in on the ground floor for yeah. something like this happens so yeah. Uh, yeah. I, i'm i'm excited yeah. I'm excited. Yeah. I mean, and also just so, every, just so everyone's clear. So what we're doing is we're we're funding issue one. So this isn't a kind mm-hmm. of we're not asking for a subscription at this point. This is just like yeah. let's make this launch happen. Let's create yeah. this magazine. See what you think of it, and there will be an, an invitation within the magazine to subscribe. Um, and obviously, we we be we'll be setting that up separately. A kind of you know how to subscribe and buy us online, mm-hmm. that kind of thing, um, to then take it forward. So the the money we want to raise is to launch issue one. We haven't been specific about stretch goals in the sense that, to be honest, anything beyond our target will just be invested in making the magazine continue. So any extra money is for issue two and beyond. Um, so like I say, it's like one step at a time. You know, we just want to make sure yeah. people are into it enough, that they like it enough, and then we'll take the next step. And I kind of like that. It's kind of like, come in with us on this and we'll all take these, we'll move it forward together kind of a thing. You know, we'll keep, we'll, we'll keep making it for you if you want it. Um, so, yeah. Excellent. Do you know what we forgot to ask? What did we forget? The name. Where does the name come from, Dan? I know, it just sounds good. This is just words. It's just a word. It's just a letters. <laughs> which good when I, just, yeah. I just made it up. Yeah. <laughs> does, it, does it need to mean anything? No, so, so, so Senate, and actually with this act, we did have, it was like, the, I think the longest discussion we had and the most toing and froing about anything was what the name of the magazine was going to be. And, mm-hmm. um, and the, the, the thing is, there's, you know, there's only so many things you can do with the word board and the word game. And also, if you just use the word game, then actually most people just assume it's video games in these these days. And mm-hmm. So I True. kind of like, yeah. I wanted something that had a bit of character, that had a bit of story behind it. And also, actually, I wanted something which kind of, in a way, reflected the global nature of board games, board gaming, you know, it's not just a Western thing, obviously it's kind of like everyone all around the world enjoys board games. Um, And, and then I sort of thought about the, the first ever game, like as far as we know, the oldest known Mm -hmm. game is the Egyptian game Senate. And I thought that went on the list because I started thinking, you know, and I also, uh, I think on the list also went some made up, a made up game. There's a game called, um, 
<laughs> Azad, I believe it is, from the Ian M. Banks's Player of Games novel. So at one point, I was thinking, right. you know, it was a real sort of like uh, obscure reference name. I thought, oh, maybe we'll be called Azad, <laughs> you know, and people go, what's that? Oh, it's the gaming, Player of Games kind of a thing. But no, but Senate's real. And yeah. uh, people aren't entirely sure what the rules are because they didn't, like, you know, have the rules on papyrus handily stored away or anything. Um, mm -hmm. And essentially, this was what really, this was what sold it in the end for me was the fact that the game is about um, getting through to the afterlife, like your journey to the afterlife. Okay, so fine, that's about mm -hmm. dying. It's a bit morbid, but no, no, hang on, it's about getting to paradise. And then the, the word Senate comes from, uh, and maybe there's some Egyptologists out there that will go, no, that's total monsters. But my understanding from my from a study of Wikipedia is that um, <laughs> that, uh, that it comes from the same root word as like gateway because you're passing through a gateway. So I thought, okay, okay, okay right. gateway to paradise. There we go. <laughs> So some nice connotations like, there. Now it sounds like a travel. You know, I, I, I hear that the Egyptians had a bit of a fixation with the afterlife. Did you no. Know? <laughs> Did you know? No. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. So I, and of course they, they they always like like you get pharaohs that had senate games of senate buried with them, uh, and I think yeah, they, yeah. They, they believed that this you know that you would play the game in the afterlife as well that you would kind of. It would your progress through the afterlife would be helped if you were good at playing Senate. So, you know, they were serious about board games and you've got to respect that. Um, and so that ended up on the shortlist and just, you know, whenever I sort of, you know, tested it out on people I knew, which which sounds best out of these, they'd say, oh, Senate, that sounds best. Yeah. And, then, and then James designed that rather lovely logo. And I just thought, now that works because you've got the central N... You've got the E on either side. Yeah, that just typographically, it all just, just slotted together for us. So there you go. Senate, the gateway to paradise. Excellent. Also kind of reminds everyone that, you know, actually, it's not a new thing. Yeah. It's been around for a while. Yeah, I... We're bringing it back. <laughs> exactly. Yes. Um, and yeah, it's just kind of, I don't know, maybe says something about the, the breadth of what we want to cover as well um, uh, in terms of board games. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah. oh, that's great well uh, look I think on that note Dan I think that's yeah. all we've got time for but that, thank that you very long much note. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. I, don't, I, don't no. Do, I don't do sound bites it's like what does Senate mean one line answer no no I'm going to tell you a really really so, well, long and boring story we've, we've had historical anecdotes we've dodged rabbit holes together yes I feel like we, we've, we've bonded yeah, have, we, have, have you and I bonded, Ben? Do you like me anymore? Like maybe like a little bit a more? smidge. Yeah, just a just a wee smidge <laughs> you a bit more. Find me a okay. smidge more endearing. Yeah, let's not go too far on that. All right. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, guys uh, at home, thank you very much for listening. Uh, until next time, take care. Bye. Bye. Thank you. Bye. <laughs> Thank you.